Food Fight Radio on KCBQ is sponsored by FranVest International, Inc. Welcome to Food Fight Radio, your one-stop shop for chef tricks, cooking tips, and good old-fashioned, you're doing that wrong, commentary. We'll always be honest with you folks, which is more than you can expect from most people in, li- in your life, including your lawyer, accountant, and doctor. Today on Food Fight, we'll be discussing a connection between chicken wings and testosterone, and later we'll tell you what you can do with that can of beans, but right now... Can you really, really, and for true, learn to appreciate wine? Food Fight Radio is getting whiny right now. So, in learning to appreciate a drink that tastes like feet, they actually have wine courses now. Oh, all over the place. In colleges. All over the country. And, um, you know, they have the Wall Street Journal to wine, uh, which is good so you can learn to appreciate the wines that that's not a lot. It's not old blue bloods like Yay, I, yeah. a lot of them are from European countries. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of the most expensive traditional favorites for wine. OK, uh, it's a good year. You know, it's a good year. If you know what the good years are, mm-hmm. you can generally good year. Get. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so uh, in Europe, uh, they don't do anything new to their wine. They keep true to how it was made. A hundred years ago. A hundred. So a thousand. When they say a good year, it means we got enough rain to water the crops because we don't water them. That's, I mean, a good year means like we don't, air, you know, do anything to take care of the grapes. God has to do it. So, so that's all a good year means is we didn't lose our wine this year. Okay. So a good year in wine doesn't necessarily mean it's going to taste good. No, it just means it's we were able to make wine it. from a year that was plentiful. <laughs> yes. Which may or may not make the which wine taste good. Ridiculous. Sometimes yeah. overwatering stuff makes things taste bad. Especially wine. All so wines. So how yes. do you know if you're buying wine from a good year, someone tells you, oh, that was a great year. That's a, that's an excellent vintage. That's what you say when, when you don't know and what to say. And it's expensive because they put it in the darker bottle. Yeah. You know, those, Ooh, so those, you can't see what color the nice. wine is. Yeah. And, and the smelling of the cork. Do you know what you get from smelling a cork? Smelling the mold that lives in the cork? But actually, I, don't know <laughs> that they, I, I know that they have, they have uh, cork soaking, right? Because there are people uh, that are cork soakers. Cork soakers. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to call I, people that from now You're a cork soaker. I, I don't know what would be running through your head when you make a career decision to grow up and be a cork soaker. Yeah. But I mean, I have to assume that all there's a bunch of different size of corks. In general, there are yeah. small corks, uh, there are, are, are small stubby corks, and then there are long skinny corks. And then you, you have, you know how you have the cork soakers, that they soak the corks be- before they put the corks in, into the holes. We're getting off track. Yeah, that's, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm giggling too much. I'm trying to fight it. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, in, the, in the long run, folks, the only way to really learn to appreciate wine is to drink it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you can find, well, if, if you're a novice like me, you, you got to find a patient wine guy. Yeah. A guy who's willing to walk around the giant vintage wine warehouse store that usually smells like the corks uh, to get a decent selection of a few different types of wine for you to try. Now, wine that comes from European grapes, these are three, four, five hundred year old vines. Yeah, or at least clones of those. Yeah, yeah so they, because they try to keep it the same. Yeah, you know, yeah. Wine, wine people, they want it to be the same. So uh, it's the same vine. And usually the old vines make old the more vines. harsh, kind of bittery, kind of rough on the palate Tanny, wines. Yeah, yeah, Something exactly. that you can only appreciate if you've 
systematically destroyed your taste buds with decades of cigar smoking. Or if you're really into traditional, what is it called? Dip cheese in there, fondue that smells like feet. You will like old traditional wine. Right. But most people have modern taste buds. Yes. And these are the same people that are trying to appreciate the nasty old (laughs) grapes from old, old vines. So what you want to do is search out new vines. And the newest countries that are getting into the winemaking game are the ones that have the newest vines. Of course. The newer ones, the the younger ones, they they're, they splice them a lot, trying to mix different kinds of species of Just to do something new to a, species an of old vines dead. You, yeah. you come up with a new awesome mutated vine and you're going to get something cool. Yeah. You know, it's the same stuff that GMO is doing with, with vegetables now. They're getting out of the chemistry lab, and they're actually just doing it the good old-fashioned way. They're, they're, they're splicing. splicing. They're splicing. They're, they're splicing cutting the tree in half and yeah, going Monsanto to Monsanto is no longer your enemy, folks. Monsanto is now doing it the way that farmers have been doing it for centuries, putting things together and hoping that they make viable offspring. Yeah. We've been doing it with animals. We've been doing it with plants. Now they're making honest-to-goodness huge, massive changes and, and huge advancements in all kinds of veggies making them more resistant, making them bigger, making them sweeter, making them tastier, making them grow faster, out of season, and they're doing it the old-fashioned way, not by mutating genes, so, ha! I don't think they're splicing, because a lot of the tomatoes now have fish DNA in them, and I don't think you can splice a plant with an animal. Well, I guess with enough wine, anything is possible. <laughs> I mean, that tomato hey, is very pretty. Any, anything How you is doing? possible. You spawn the tomatoes don't taste like fish, so really, I'm fine with it. No problem. Yeah, I was just saying. Like, I mean, yeah. it, you, you can't really demonize Monsanto now for what they're doing. They're doing it in, in a natural way. They, they kind are of way. taking what we've done for thousands of years and taking it to the next level. And they're making it their own. And, you know, you can't really make fun of them too much too anymore. Much. Well, I guess. I, I was always okay with the, with the uh, modified stuff. And you know what this means, folks? This means that I was right and you were wrong. I think Monsanto is going to bring on the uh, zombie apocalypse. Cool. So we'll wait and see what happens. Well, you know, that's that would be uh, World War M, World War Monsanto. <laughs> Back to the wine. Uh, what you want to do is find a patient wine guy. Mm-hmm. Talk to him. Tell him you're an idiot. Go in there and say, I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. And then I he'll say, wine. I can tell by how you're dressed. <laughs> and then you will say, I would like to buy a whole bunch of different wines. Recommend some to me that you think that I would like based on the fact that I am an idiot. And then he'll walk around with you. And of course, you're going to respond to the price and the labels. Yes. Which is, okay, I as a woman, we respond to the price and the labels. Well, I'm cheap when it comes to wine too. I'm not going to like, there's, there's, one called, there's one called layer cake. It's got a picture of a cake. Folks, honestly, every woman who sees this label is going to buy this wine. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, it's a Shiraz, which is what, I don't know what the heck a Shiraz sure. is. It's, it's a type of grape. I know that, but it's still <laughs> going to taste like feet, in my opinion. So you get a bunch of wines, except the fact that some of them are going to taste like feet. Mm-hmm. Put them in a dark place in a moderate, constant temperature, like in your pantry, and then start drinking. Uh, also, one of the questions that people generally have is when they want to get more educated about this stuff before they just walk into yeah. some place and say, hey, I'm a moron. Give me some wine. Is you can take a wine class. If you want to take a wine class, they're all over the place now, all over the country, because finding a decent wine is hard. Yeah, exactly. There are thousands and thousands of different kinds, different types of of flavors, different grapes, different years, different vintages, different blends, people that use corks, people that use screw-on tops. People that use uh, those rubber stoppers as opposed to corks. I mean, you're either going to get the cork or you're going to get screwed, Uh, right? uh, Wine classes are becoming 
huge. There are wine classes at colleges, which will, okay, uh, a future employer take you seriously if you say that you took wine classes in college? It was like, I majored in chemistry and minored in being a total alcoholic. That'll move the interview in the right direction, I think. Well, there's sommeliers who make a lot of money just by telling the chef what wine goes good with the food he made. Yeah. And they make good money doing that. That's ridiculous. No, they do. You have to go through a whole college for yeah, that. Yeah, for that. You know, there's a school for that. There's a school for everything, folks. There is even a school in becoming a raving alcoholic. <laughs> Although the classes in the schools are limited to students that are of legal drinking age. Because at 21 years old, you're completely responsible. Yeah, way more than 18. Right? That's ridiculous. So, and then there are some wine schools. It's a whole wine school. Nothing there going on except wine classes, wine tasting, and I'm assuming wine spitting. They teach you how to spit it out. Thanks for that side of that sound effect. Nah, that was, we didn't have that a was great. Was this is, this is why we keep Chef Marcus around, yeah, because so of the sound effect. I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> so the Chicago Wine School, the founder uh, charges a heck of a fee to, to take these these classes in this wine school. Uh, it's, a, it's a Napa-based institute. Ooh. They have uh, 28 chapters. I want to be in the in the Syrah chapter. I want <laughs> 28 chapters. That's, uh, yeah, so you can take these classes. You can spend anywhere from 350 a class to 995 a class. Wow. Per semester. That's, it's a lot. That, that is a whole lot. You know, and then some of the Royal Caribbean celebrity cruise lines are, are getting in on the game. They're doing the wine colleges while on board. Well, it's a great way to say, hey, singles, here's a way to meet and you know the other person's not an alcoholic and trying to quit. So we've talked to some people about this. Wine classes, generally, um, they don't just lead to an increased enthusiasm for wine because you're going to, you know, meet people that put you in another direction. You're going to try other things. You're going to be a lot less intimidated by the subject. But the classes also put wine into a geographic, historical, personal, and sociological context, if you mm. want to get all nerdy about it, that makes each bottle of wine something more than just the wine itself because you can take a class in it that means being a drunk is more of a career move now than ever before and some of the top wine people i mean they've paid tens of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. total for their education which means now as a sommelier yep a person who recommends wine that's that's the job description it sounds fancy in french but it's the person who recommends wine yeah who recommends a beverage that tastes like feet to go with your delicious steak so flavor-wise, you've got your cakey, nutty, fruity, tooty, tangy, twangy, and smoky type flavors. Don't forget tar. That's tar always on there. That's a good one. Yep. Good. Asphalt. Blech. I've seen that many How times. How would you want that? Which for me, a lot of the time is either tasting like foot or like foot fungus or maybe a fruity berry foot fungus. Again, still bad. Can you learn to appreciate wine you can learn to appreciate it in a scholastic sense. You can learn to appreciate it for what it is. But if folks, if you don't like the taste of most wines, going to a class for it is not going to change your buds. But of course, the, uh, the unbiased, unbought, unpurchased by wine companies classes, it's, it's a step in the right direction. A lot of people, they see a screw top and they think that the wine is going to be cheap. Mm-hmm. That's, that's something I like about where the wine thing is going because now you can get expenses bo- expensive bottles of wine uh, with a screw top. Well, once That's you're drinking fine. a lot of wine, you don't want to hand someone a wine opener and see if they can manually work it. Okay, you That's know what? Those things are ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, most of the time before people didn't have wine openers, you know what they do? They used to take the bottle, smash it against the corner of a building 
And that's how they opened the bottle. Maybe that's just what pirates did with bottles of rum. But uh, with, you know, wine, hey, whatever you got to do to get into that bottle is what you got to do. And the screw top makes it easier. You ever tried to open a bottle with a corkscrew when you're completely hammered? I end up always having to push the cork It's almost the impossible. Yeah. When we come back, could all those big, dumb bohunks scarfing down buckets of chicken wings while ogling sleazy waitresses in sports bars named after ladies' body parts possibly be onto something? Maybe. A weird connection between chicken wings and testosterone. Food Fight Radio will be right back. In this corner, authentic New York-style pizza from Knockout Pizza Mira Mesa. Hand-tossed with the freshest ingredients. And in that corner, the other guys. And the winner by a knockout. KnockoutPizzaMiraMesa.com Have you looked at your grocery bill lately? You've probably noticed that good food is expensive. And between planning, shopping, cooking, and cleaning up, it's also time-consuming. And probably one of the least rewarding daily chores you have. Hey, here's an idea. Let Dine-In Tonight simplify your life. One meal at a time. They hand-deliver hot, delicious gourmet meals right to your door at dinner time. A few of their 100 gourmet recipes include maple-grazed baby back ribs. Oh, hello. How about lemon chicken piccata, roast beef with Dijon sauce, roasted red snapper, Havarti chicken with portobello mushrooms. Choose three or five nights per week for just $10 per entree with no delivery fee. Get a free week of meals delivered by using promotion code KCBQ. Sign up online at dineintonight.com. That's dinein, the number two, night.com. Or call 888-64-MEALS. That's 888-64-MEALS. Do you want to save money on your electric bill? PowerSavingsToday.com has amazing small plug-in units you strategically place in your home. These amazing units automatically capture unused electricity and recycle it for your benefit. Amazing technology! Visit PowerSavingsToday.com to learn how you can immediately begin saving money by recycling unused electricity back into your home. PowerSavingsToday.com That's PowerSavingsToday.com Trying to run or start a business, but the costs and overhead are keeping you from your dream? Lower your costs and reduce your footprint with a virtual office with FlexOffice. You'll have a real business address for your mail, business cards, and website. All of the amenities are provided for you. You and your clients can meet in a professional office building. You'll have access to a fully equipped conference room and classroom with internet and a 42-inch TV monitor for presentations or training. Conveniently located in Sorrento Mesa with access to the 805 and 15. Get your dreams back on track with a professional virtual office today for only $79 per month. It's the most flexible and cost-effective way to get what you need to grow your business and you only pay for what you use. Call 858-200-7591 or visit us online at flexofficesuites.net flexofficesuites.net Fight Radio. I'm your host, Claire Katz. So there's a lot of normal men out there. And of course, by normal, I mean cheap, bad beer, swilling, hormone driven, manly men. You know, the opposite of Marcus. Thank you. But could these big bohunks maybe be onto something? It turns out that there's a link between chicken wings and testosterone levels. 
So we think of testosterone as the manly hormone. It, it's what makes men, you know, manly. But it's still a hormone, and therefore in your body it requires a delicate balance. And men out there, you need to put down that beer and start listening because this, this concerns you. Uh, the hormone, obviously, it's, it gives you your deeper voices. It gives you your hairy chest. In a grown man, it gives you a healthy libido, builds muscle, helps maintain energy. But too much of it, or too little of it, can really destroy a man's behavior and his physique. Which is why if you see a guy acting like a brash brute, mm-hmm. it's usually because there is something hormonally amiss yeah. in, inside of him. He might not be a giant dirt bag deep down but he might be suffering the effects of a hormonal imbalance you know m- much like men like to accuse us women all of, the time. of suffering all the time mm-hmm. when we're being demanding or something or complaining and not just kind of quiet and barefoot in the kitchen exactly we get accused of being hormonal <laughs> when you see a guy acting like a guy mm-hmm. you know poking another guy in the chest trying to trying to instigate yeah, a fight, fight. Mm. yeah this is this might not be his behavior he might be you know pmsing he might be hormoning out he might be on a little internal hormone roller coaster and you know we at food fight feel that it's our job to help him navigate through that sticky swamp of hormonal weirdness since you know you're all foreign to it we're used to it we do that stuff all the time every month but you guys no. you're, you, you guys are mostly normal and then every once in a while you you go crazy and insane yep and that's a hormonal hormonal Rage. imbalance some of the time mm-hmm. some of the time some not of the all time. the time some of you are just big dirt bags <laughs> but sometimes it's hormonal <laughs> and you may want to get checked for that thank you that was no that's always Sorry. that's great radio Sorry, I, was yeah, I feel bad for the next guy who's going to be real up close to that microphone yeah, it's because kind of wet and gooey now full of phlegm that's gross uh more testosterone is well not necessarily good uh more testosterone will make you more uh aggressive mm-hmm. and it, it's got the the downfalls but it it also more testosterone who have this slightly above average blood level of testosterone 72% less likely to have a heart attack. Yeah. 75% less likely to be obese than men whose levels were slightly below average. These men have a 45% less likely chance to rate their own health as just fair or poor. So more testosterone makes your heart healthier, makes you thinner, and makes you, I guess, feel better about yourself. The bad news is that these Poor schmucks were also more likely to report injuries, possibly because more testosterone makes you do stupid things like skateboard <laughs> over rooftops and rob 7-Elevens. 32% more likely to consume five or more drinks a day. I'm sure this is because they are in sports bars and what else are you going to do in a sports bar? Uh, 35% more likely to have had an STD. Yay! Possibly before, be from the aforementioned sleazy waitresses and 151% more likely to smoke. Because what goes better with beer and STDs than smoking? Again, I think all this stems from the sleazy waitresses at the (laughs) sports bars. And here's how. Now, I guess you could argue that because these men are driven by extra testosterone, that is what the waitresses must wear in order to get a tip. But you could argue right back that only a sleazy person would allow themselves to dress this way. And let's let's analyze this, shall we? Uh, So you're in a sports bar with your buddies. And by by you, I mean you, you all, all the men listening. Uh, and, and possibly Marcus, <laughs> although maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. You don't want to talk to each other because you need to have feelings in order to do that. So you drink and watch football to avoid the awkward social contact with other men. 
Then you make eye contact with one of your buddies, which makes you feel all weird and homophobic, so now you have to busy your hands and mouth to avoid speaking entirely. And that's where the chicken wings come in. You can't order any uh, anything but the chicken wings because they're a little tasty finger food that you can cover with many different kinds of tasty dipping sauces. They're, they're wonderful. You drink more beer to quench your throat because they're the spicy. chicken wings are hot. So you're going to drink more beer until the beer goggles kick in, which makes a 50-year-old career waitress start to look pretty hot. And then the rest is medical history. Um, very high testosterone levels are associated with... Obesity? I was going to say chicken wings. Oh, there we are. That, now, why is there testosterone in the chicken wings? Why? Why? Well, we want bigger chickens, right? Right. And they need to have testosterone or steroids in them to grow bigger. Uh-huh. Where do they inject those? The wings. They so inject them in their wings? In their arms, right here in the, in the shoulder joint. a strange joint. place to make an injection. It works for them. And they really? grab it and they... Well, can't they just boom. find the chicken's butt and inject them there? Do chickens have a butt? They have a butt in there. They have to. Eggs come out of them. Mm. They have to have a butt. Do they have to have a butt? I'm pretty sure they have to have a butt. Oh. That egg's coming out of somewhere. <laughs> I guess injecting a chicken in the butt is not a very effective way to get I the drugs around the system. Be bigger thighs. Yeah. I mean, so we get bigger chicken breasts, bigger thighs, bigger legs. The wings, I guess, a little bit bigger, bigger. Yeah. I, I assume. Um, there's a huge demand for chicken wings, and I guess a lot of these people are eating nothing but the wings. That's ridiculous. So they're, I know, we should just make a chicken that has 24 wings. <laughs> because... That would be awesome. Monsanto, are you listening? Monsanto. Start working chickens with on, we're, it's going to be a chicken octopuses. peed. It's a chicken peed. Chicken peed. Yeah, chicken it's a peed. cross between a chicken octo and a chicken? centipede. Okay. An octo chicken would be awesome. That's even better. I like that. We are starting a movement for the octo creation chicken. and invention of the octo, octo chicken. chicken. <laughs> it is a chicken with eight wings. wings. And no legs. Oh, well, what if I like chicken legs? Drumsticks are awesome. Oh, that's true. Okay. So they're testing people with low levels of testosterone, with high levels of testosterone. So <clears throat> taking all the factors together, you find that the healthiest men overall had slightly high mm -hmm. levels of testosterone, just slightly. Uh, they seem to enjoy the most benefits and experience the least amount of risks associated with the hormone. This might be the percentage of men who do not eat at sports bars. Oh. Yeah, this, this, this 25%. Uh, when you should get medical help. If you have really, really high levels of testosterone, see your doctor. Yeah. So if you've been engaging in risk, risky behavior and, and getting fired and, and fooling around with sleazy waitresses and collecting all kinds of STDs, you may have. Jackass people, we're talking to you. Everybody yeah. in that movie. You, you may have high levels of testosterone. testosterone. You may have acquired this testosterone from chicken wings. Now, people that have low, less, low testosterone levels, that means you're not eating enough chicken wings. <laughs> Since we're speaking of men here, we're going to make it simple and measure everything in chicken wings. Okay. How about that? Maybe part of the problem is that all these scientists haven't been speaking the right language. Relate everything to chicken wings, and then men will start to get it. A man's testosterone level peaks at 20 and then slowly declines for the rest of their lives. So a problematic decrease can happen in their 30s or most of the time in their 40s and relatively common in the 50s and pretty common in the ages above. So it's going to happen to you. It's mm -hmm. going to happen to you. So you can effectively treat this ongoing issue with the efficacious application of carefully timed chicken wings. Let's say 15 per week in your 40s and up to 20 per week in your 50s. So old people should eat more chicken wings. They really, really should. And that's a bummer because all the millennials are eating them all. Stop that. You're young and you're 20. You have a ton of 